to convey some like fast movements, you know, really abrupt fast movements. And I would say color. Definitely it has to be some bright colors involved just because, you know, we're talking fashion here. Um, but as far as the designer goes, I would need to, what would I need? I need some, some straight lines as well. So it's like precision within the chaos. You know, that's, that's what we're going to call it. Um, because, you know, <laughs> when you're, you know, it's all this chaotic stuff going on behind the scenes, but to the customer looking in, it's a well-ran business. You know, you have this new collection coming out or these new items you can buy, try it on, whatever you need to do as the customer. But behind the scenes, the designer is losing her mind, you know, maybe. So... It's like a, you know, we need some some pre precise lines, some symmetry going on, but also some kind of way this artist needs to convey the, the chaos that's happening behind it. And maybe somewhere in the middle, they can blend it so that it all comes together at the end. You know, in some kind of way, these two things blend together to make something beautiful. What's up, world? I am your host, B.A., and this is Take Your Homeboy to Workday podcast, your favorite podcast to learn about careers. Here's what you can expect by tuning in. Each episode, I'll invite a guest to share their career journey from a youth in school to their rise as a professional. We'll learn the nuts and bolts of jobs, and I'll ask how what they do shows up in our everyday lives. Finally, I'll have them open up about how they find fulfillment through their work. So for anyone interested in hearing the firsthand experience of a specific career, these conversations are your launching pad. Today, we're discussing fashion designing and business ownership. Shows such as Project One Way, The Hype, and The Fashion Fund highlight how talented you have to be to succeed in the apparel and fashion industry. Having an artistic eye, a sense of style, and sketching designs are only prerequisites to enter this world. You also need strong sewing skills, an in-depth knowledge of fabrics, and software training on programs like Adobe. In addition, you better be well-equipped with exceptional communication skills to negotiate with suppliers, project management skills to handle your priorities, and know how to budget. Today's guest is Stephanie Foster the creator and owner of Prissy Duck. Her mission with Prissy Duck is to bridge the gap between taller women and fashionable clothes while keeping it trendy, contemporary, and sexy. All of her life experiences have given her the foundation to thrive, which include earning her bachelor's in broadcast journalism, being a leader as a Division I basketball player, and dedicating her time in a service sorority. I knew I wanted you to be a guest when I first thought of creating this show, so I appreciate you joining me today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here, and I can't wait to talk more about Prissy Duck. Of course. Uh, I, I want you, to, there are no shameless plugs, so I want you to promote <laughs> it, and I want you to tell your journey. So uh, that's exactly why I wanted you on here. Of course. 
So my first question, um, I gave an introduction of what I think fashion designing and business ownership has been. But in your own terms, what has it been for you and what does it mean to you? So for me, fashion designing, this has actually been a personal journey for me. I started Prissy Duck from a personal need. I have always wanted to dress up and be cute. You know, so, and me being tall, it just was not there. Like the options were very scarce. They weren't uh, cute to me. I felt like the clothes that were made for tall women were catered to older women. The cuts were unflattering. It was just a lot that wasn't there. So I resorted to wearing a lot of little dresses. And when I say little, I mean like, (laughs) you know, short dresses, but uh, to show my long legs. But so for me, it was a personal journey. But even before I got older and wanted to go out and wear, you know, certain things, I had these feelings in high school. Mm. I just couldn't find jeans or cute pants or whatever it was I couldn't find. So I wanted to become a designer way back then. I just didn't have the means or like really the mindset to figure it out at the time. But for me, fashion design fills a need. It fills a hole in the industry, even though, you know, for some people who may be listening, you know, I have a very unique group of women, tall women. It is a very untapped market. There are a lot of us out there who are searching for cute clothes to fit us properly. That's why I started what I started. But even if you feel like the clothing industry is saturated, it still doesn't have you. It doesn't have your own touch on it or your own particular eye. So there is always room to help somebody out there. There could be somebody out there with, they feel like they have broad shoulders. You could create broad shoulder shirts, you know, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's creating a space and filling a need for people who can't find the items of clothing they want that actually outwardly convey how they would like to feel. So that's, to me, what being a fashion designer is all about. Wow. And, you know, um, I guess in one way it's surprising and on the other way, it it shouldn't be surprising to me at all that the fashion industry hasn't catered to women with your height or body type, such as broad shoulders or, you know, women that you that you interact with being an athlete. So I, I am surprised and then I shouldn't be surprised at the same time. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, as you decided to make this move into the brand, uh, creating your brand, who were your inspirations? Um, I guess first, who were people that you looked at that you didn't know? And then was there anybody personally that you had a personal relationship with that you did know that helped you get into this? Hmm. So it's kind of interesting because I feel like when you look online or even in magazines, there's so many women on the fashion scene, you know, especially celebrities and all that, but they're not necessarily tall. So I didn't really have a tall mm-hmm. person or celebrity that I looked up to per se outside of WNBA players. You know, the more popular ones that were out there, I was like, wow, it would be great if I could get them to wear my clothes. However, they weren't necessarily fashion figures you know they were basketball players who could use some tall fashionable clothes but they weren't necessarily looked at for their fashion so for me I didn't really have a tall person that I specifically looked up to for that 
But I drew my inspiration and still do from so many things. I mean, social media. I mean, it's like a fashion show on your phone for the most part. You know, everybody's yeah. trying to create reels <laughs> and take pictures and look as fly as I can be. And I'll be like, wow, that's so cute. I wish those pants were long enough for me. You know, like, so a lot of what I do, I'm drawing inspiration from magazines, social media, people I see when I'm out. I'm like, okay, let me take a mental note. That is so cute. I need to create something like that. You know, or like, so I, a lot of that happens. Like my mind is always on fashion and Prissy Duck. What can I bring to tall women that we want? Because I feel like I don't have to be out here creating these crazy designs that with a bat wing on one side and fringe, like it ain't gotta be all that. I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. I'm just, there's a lot of stuff out there that already exists that I wish I could wear. So that's kind of how I go about it. Like these pants are really cute. I would love to have those in a length that actually looks good on me. So that's the route I go. I'm not trying to necessarily create all these like crazy designs. I'm just trying to take what's already there, things that my catches my eye that I like to see and have them made for tall women. Makes sense. And, and then when I when I asked you the question about inspiration and you were mentioning there weren't really many people, the only one I could think of who was tall, the only woman I could think of that was tall and maybe people considered her to have a fashion sense would have been Lisa Leslie back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you know, one of the questions I love to ask people early on, uh, because people always want to know, um, uh, you know, is this career path work, worth it financially? How much money can I make? Um, so, you know, if you would be willing to share, you don't have to share your own personal journey and you can even give this number in ranges. As a fashion designer, your first year or first few years, how much can one expect to make if they decide to create their own brand? You know what? My, okay, I can only speak for me. Uh And for me, my first few years was figuring it out. So... I'm going to say not much, but that's just my <laughs> own, <laughs> that's just my own personal journey. There are people who you see them online where social media has kind of changed the game for some people. You know, they they started this new business and somebody got behind it and they blew up real fast. You know, so it happens pretty fast for some people, but for me, it's been a a slow gradual climb. So like I say, when I first started, I was just figuring it out. I had, actually, when I started, it wasn't just tall women's clothing. It was tall and average height clothing. And I was like, you know, not to leave anybody out. I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. And, you know, people are like, well, you'll actually do better if you focus on a, a smaller group, if you fo- focus on a niche. And, of course, you know, me knowing everything, I'm like, well, no, you know, why would I leave out this group of people, blah, 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 blah. So years down the line, I finally realized that it would actually be for my best benefit to just do tall women's clothing. Had I started there, who knows, I might be even further today. But it took me years to realize that, okay, actually I do only need to focus on tall women's clothing. When I did that, that's when I really saw a turn happen in my business. Mm -hmm. number one because your money goes a lot further when you're just catering to a smaller group 
You know, I don't have to spread my money across average height and tall clothing. I can just focus on tall, which allows me to get more pieces and have more variety for just tall women. And in turn, they have more options of things they can actually buy from me. So that's when I noticed the difference. I would say the first, let me see. I think one year, I, I think probably initially, I might be maybe made like $1,500, like early, early on. And then it kind of grew. I never had a year where I made less, but it just, I was like, how do I get people to buy my stuff? I couldn't figure it out. And then, so it's definitely money. It is definitely money in the clothing industry, for sure. You just have to find your customer and you have to advertise. So you have to pay money to advertise and put it out there. And then I remember when I finally broke uh, 10,000. So one year, then I was at, I had like $12,000. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm, I'm, I can see it happening finally. I'm, but it's, I'm like, but it's still not enough to live. You know, wow. I still need to figure out how to make this something <laughs> right. I can live off of. Poverty, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then the following year, after the 12,000, I think it was like $33,000. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better. And then yeah. it was, it literally jumped from 33 to $175,000 in one year. And wow. that's when I was like, okay, like now I can see, you know, I'm like, I can see this happening now. It's becoming real that I could quit my job and that I can do this full time. Things just started to click for me. I started getting a lot of followers on Instagram, a lot of um, just word of mouth. It was like everything was happening for me at the same time. And then, so now I'm probably projected to make between 350 and 400,000 this year in sales. So yeah, so I mean, it, it's like I said, it's been a low, a long, slow grind. I started my business in 2014. That's eight years, you know, so it's been eight years. And finally, I'm like, okay, like I can see all my hard work has paid off or and is currently paying off, you know, so yeah. it's for me, it's been a slow grind, but some people it happens much faster. Maybe they figure out things before I figured it out, but that's my own personal journey. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank um, you. That- yeah, that sounds very exciting. I can even hear the excitement as you talk about that journey. <laughs> so um, let me ask you, as you were building the business, you mentioned that you've been doing this for eight years now. Mm-hmm. What skills did you learn after you started that you think helped, uh, that helped you further your success? Was there something you didn't know when you began, but then you learned it at the first couple of years And when all of those skills came together, they helped you reach this level of success so far? So let me see what skills. I I feel like I already had a lot of qualities within me that it just made sense for me to be an entrepreneur, I think. You know, like I just feel like I've always done extra just Mm -hmm. growing up. I've I've never just went to school. You know, I always did more. I played a sport, I pledged a sorority, I volunteered, you know, it was always extra. So to me, I always encompass these things or these qualities that would benefit me when it came to starting a business. But Mm -hmm. 
I would say it maybe just solidified it even more. Like I felt like I was already a hard worker, but I remember even now there was a point. No, there's nobody on this planet that could say they worked harder than me. I I truly believed that because okay. I was like, there's no way, there's no way somebody else is doing this and not getting no sleep and all, you know, I just uh-huh. felt like it's just so much. And um, so, you know, hard work, I was definitely say determination, but consistency, you know, because we all know you're not always going to be motivated 100% of the time. Most of the time, you're not going to be motivated. So many times, I just want to lay down, but I can't. If I don't do this X, Y, Z for my job or for my um, business, it's not going to get done. I'm literally the only one. So a, a certain level of grit, I would say, developed in me um, where I had to, I couldn't hang out with my friends. I had to say no a lot of times, you know, social life and dating life was kind of non-existent for quite some time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was okay with that because I I had bigger goals and bigger dreams. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. But I will say as far as like, not necessarily skills within me, but just um, figuring out how to order clothes or how to order, place a big order of clothing, how to order samples, how to do all that. All of that took me some time to figure out and how to find a manufacturer that's a good manufacturer. I've had some some bad props, some bad times where I got an order back and as soon as I yeah. opened it, I just bust out crying because it's I could just it's not right. It's wrong. And now I've wasted all this money that I don't even really have for real. You know, I barely bought this order and now I can't even sell it. So I've learned a lot of valuable lessons. Go, uh, going through this process, but definitely just how to be steadfast and how to be determined and do not quit, do not give up. I would be lying if I said there were times that I I didn't really, not for real. I don't want to say I really wanted to quit, but it crossed my mind. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, if I didn't have this business, I could drink some wine right now and just be chilling, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I thought about these things. I'm like, I'm over here struggling, so sleepy, head hurting. And this person over here bored. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, so yeah, I can, like as far, I can't really think of like any other specific skills, but more so qualities that I feel like I already had were just solidified in, amplified during this process yeah well big up respect um (laughs) that is so inspirational to hear uh and thank you for sharing all that and on top of that um on top of all that i know you had that wild job as a 911 operator too right so i mean that had to bring another (laughs) level of stress to everything right oh my gosh so yeah (laughs) so that i was actually working that job when i first started my business which made it a lot more difficult because that was a very demanding job. Like we worked 12 to 16 hours a day. I think I worked one eight hour day a week. Usually most other days were at least 12 to 16 hours. And a lot of times those were not voluntary hours. You think you're going home at two 30 PM today, but you're not, <laughs> you have to work until six 30 or even 10 30. They could mandate you to stay for up to 16 hours and it happened often. So 
I still tried to make it work because I'm like, you know, I need, I need money. You know, I'm trying, if I have a business, I need to fund this business. So I need to make money. And it was good money. It was just very demanding. So I, you know, did what I need to do. I was like, let me save some money. So I knew I wanted to quit. (laughs) So I was like, let me save as much money, work as much overtime as I can save up because I want to quit and I want to see what happens when I focus on Prissy Duck 100% of the time. So I stuck it through for, I wanted to work until five years because that's when you reached a certain level of being vested at the job, you know, those type of things. Mm -hmm. And um, so I worked there for as long as I needed to work there. And it was time. You just couldn't make any plans. You couldn't say, hey, girls, let's go out this Friday because you're probably not going to make it. You probably have to work. You know, and then just trying to run a business at the same time. And this was early on. So, you know, early on in a business, I mean, it's hands all the way on. You can't not do anything. You you need to be there for everything. Yeah. And and when you're working and I only have eight hours from the time I got off to when I have to be back to work. What is what am I going to do? You know, so that job had to go. It was cool for what it was. And it helped me with finances and stuff, but there was no way at all. Not to, not to mention the amount of stress a job like that has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine actually. I can't imagine. You don't want to. (laughs) 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 Well, but yeah, it's just, it was a lot. So the, you know, starting a business is stressful. Then I'm stressed from this job. It just wasn't a good, um, it was not a good combination and it was overwhelming. So I I knew I had to go, but, but it is a part of my, my story and my journey because I, like I said, I saved up money. It allowed me to be able to focus on Prissy Doug full time with the money I saved. Salute to you for having that level of discipline, especially in your early to mid twenties when you're seeing everybody out, uh, that takes, I have a whole nother level of respect. So salute to you for being able to to stay focused on your dream. Oh, trust me. I was, in my, that was, you know, that's prime turn up years. You know what I'm saying? And I was. Yeah, I know. That's why, hey, I know. <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> so, yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like, well, you were literally like 25 working third shift. <laughs> but it, but it, hey, it, it paid off. <laughs> Over the past eight years since you've been at Precy Duck, what has been your proudest achievement? Hmm. There's, let me see. There are a couple, but I would say my proudest achievement for real was when I finally made six figures. Because to me, that was like a a guide on or like a base on the type of support I could get and what I needed to be able to leave my job. You know, I'm like, I could I was trying to figure out what number I needed to make with my business that would help me comfortably be able to say, OK, I no longer need to work. You know, I can I'm making enough money with this business now. and. For me, it was when I broke six figures. 
And I was like, wow, I have a six figure business. You know, like, I don't know. For me, it was just something I had always strived for. Initially, that was like my initial one of my initial financial goals. So I have other ones, but the first one was six figures. So for me, that's my proudest. My other proudest was when I finally got my own office. Mm-hmm. I I always said I wanted an office, but I was able to just work from home, honestly. A lot of my like shipping I did from home. I did all shipping at home. Now I housed my clothes somewhere else. But I would go to that place, pick up the clothes, take them home, ship them from home, and then do all that. So finally, I got a place that I could do all of that already there. So it eliminates a lot of the back and forth. I have my own office that if I want to be there all day, I can or whatever, just stop in. I can do that. But that was my other one. I just really, I really felt accomplished or like I did something because it took me a while, like, seven years before I finally have my own official office. So um, those are the two. Awesome. Uh, Impressive milestones. (laughs) Um, As you're still, you know, uh, I guess as a business owner, you're always looking to improve and evolve. Um, What are you working on right now to improve either in yourself or in the business that will help you for this next five to 10 years? So right now I'm actually working on other streams of income. So that's, I want to do like, so I want to help other business owners, especially maybe those who are looking to be in the fashion industry and not necessarily just have vendors where they take clothes that are already made and sell them as their own. I'm looking for people who are wanting to make their own custom pieces. So, you know, I want to create a either an ebook or some type of course to help people navigate that. So that's something that I'm working on just to create some passive income, you know, something I don't really have to be too hands on with, but it's also benefiting other people. That's another that's one thing I want to do. Another thing I want to do is or that I'm actually working on when it comes to streams of income is me and my sister are working on another business. Uh, we want to start that at the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess just to briefly talk about that, it's creating balloons with African-American characters, like mm-hmm. people and stuff like that. So my sister, she's in the party scene and that space. And she realized that there's they're not there. And mm-hmm. she, she may have run across one or two but she's like, man, we could really, we could really do something with this here. You know, we could really. <laughs> so um, that's another thing I'm working on. But th- that's on the streams of income part. But um, I'm sorry, what was the this other part of the question? Just so I can uh, make sure. I guess any tangible skills within yourself. Tangible skills within myself. So I'm working on creating less stress for myself. So yeah, this has been a big one for me. And the reason why is because when I say I have, like I said before, there is nobody that can say they worked harder than me. I just feel that way just because of what I know I've done. You know, there's nobody could say, because I was like, if Prissy Duck for some reason was not successful, nobody could say it's not because I tried. You know what I'm saying? So um but it was literally pedal to the metal 
that whole time. Like I said, social life was non-existent. Dating life was not exi- non-existent. I was so focused and just always 100% with everything. I didn't realize like what effect it was actually having on my body. And I would, mm-hmm. I, at, at one point, finally, but it took a long time. It took years. I was so overwhelmed. I was having heart palpitations, um, headaches all the time. And the headache part is a big deal because I don't get headaches. I'm just, I'm one of the lucky ones who does not get headaches. <laughs> so when I started getting headaches, I'm like, okay, this is yeah. not good. You know, like I started to feel the effects in my body. I was just tired. I didn't want to do the work, but again, I had to because, you know, it was just me. And um, I'm like, okay, this is not healthy. And because my mom was like, all this doesn't even matter if you're not here to enjoy it. So I was like, you're right. You know, and I want to be alive and I want to be healthy enough to actually reap the benefits of what I've worked so hard to do. So that has been a continuous journey for me. But as of recent, like very serious, because I'm like, okay, I need to make some changes, whether that means I started making myself watch TV. Like (laughs) you need to sit down and turn on law and order, you know, or whatever it is. Like I started forcing myself. That's another stressful show. Well, not to me. I'll be all up in it, you know, (laughs) but or whatever it is, you know, because I used to turn on a basketball game but I'm not really watching the game because I'm on my laptop. You know, it's just on in the background. So when I'm watching a show like that or any, whatever show, I have to watch it. I have to pay attention. So it forces me to relax. So I, that's one thing that I've done. I have to make myself watch TV. Um, when I feel myself getting overwhelmed, I close my laptop and I might go lay down for a few minutes. You know, so these are all things that I've, when I say recent, probably in the last few months have finally started doing, and I can tell a big, huge difference in my body and the way I feel. And uh, one of the biggest things I did though, was I finally hired some help. I was doing everything by myself for a long time. Now I actually have people who they do my shipping for me and they do my returns for me. And it has been such a huge relief like I don't know what took me so long you know but but it's been great so um definitely relieving some stress has been one of the things and being okay with with the process like most people you want it to happen right now I want Percy Duck to blow up okay I need it to be everywhere so sometimes we get in this thing where we're, we get all, ourselves all worked up because stuff ain't going as fast, but taking the time to be like, you know what? It's fine. The, the best part is the journey because when you finally get to where you've been trying to get to, it's that much better. You, you appreciate it. You, you know, have a, just a, a certain love for it because of what you went through. If it came easy, you wouldn't value it. So so those are, I would say, a couple of things that I've adopted or started working on within myself. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that message um, 
about putting the work in on, on yourself, on your mental health and on your physical health. So that's critically important, especially for all business owners, because you feel like you need to put everything into it and sacrifice yourself. But thank you for sharing that message about working towards balance. So yes, I, no want, I, want to, I, want to, I want you to think abstract with this next question here. So imagine, okay. imagine you're talking to an artist and, you know, they want to create a, a, a picture, a memoriam about what it is a fashion designer does. How would you describe what you do to an artist so they could create a, a visual representation of what a fashion designer is? Mm, that's a good question. Okay. So I feel like part of it has to include some chaos. <laughs> uh, only because of it's such it's moves so fast. You know, you have seasons. Spring, summer, winter, fall, and you're trying to get by the time you get your summer collection, you're you just sent the samples off for fall or winter. You're already working on it. You know, so you don't even always have time to really appreciate and like be like oh look at all these beautiful dresses because I'm already working on the next you know so is it moves so fast so it would have to it would have to convey some like fast movements you know really abrupt fast movements and I would say color mm -hmm. definitely it has to be some bright colors okay. involved just because you know we're talking fashion here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as the designer goes I would need to, what would I need? I need some, some straight lines as well. So it's like precision within the chaos. You know, that's, that's what we're going to call it. Um, because, you know, when you're, you know, it's all this chaotic stuff going on behind the scenes, but to the customer looking in, it's a well-ran business. You know, you have this new collection coming out or these new items. You can buy, try it on, whatever you need to do as the customer. But behind the scenes, the designer is losing her mind, you know, maybe. So it's like, wow. a, you know, we need some, some pre precise lines, some symmetry going on, but also some kind of way this artist needs to convey the, the chaos that's happening behind it. And maybe somewhere in the middle, they can blend it so that it all comes together at the end. You know, some kind of way these two things blend together to make something beautiful. Hmm. I was, while you were talking, I was thinking of maybe like you're in the eye of a hurricane and then Ooh. everything you have to deliver is like the, 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 the hurricane that's around the eye of it that's just swirling about and creating that chaos. I don't know where the straight lines could fit in, I but I imagine like somebody looking down, you're in the middle, you're in the eye of it. So it looks calm and cool because you're in the eye of the hurricane, yeah. but then everything around you is just swirling around. I like that. Yeah, okay, okay. I like it, I like it. <laughs> so I want to switch things. We've talked a lot, a lot about the good side of it, the inspiration, your motivations. Uh, but, but with anything, there's also a bad and ugly side. So what are some watch outs? If you were talking to a young person wanting to create, you know, wanting to create their own fashion line uh, and you wanted to give them some watch out tips uh, about the industry, has there been anything negative that you've encountered that you would give as a heads up? 
definitely making sure you pick the right manufacturer because I have lost uh, quite a bit of money messing around with the wrong manufacturer. Now that kind of has a part two because I was also rushing the process. You know, had I taken my time to make sure things were correct and make sure I got this fixed before I moved forward with my bulk order, then I probably could have avoided that, you know, um, so that's a two-parter, making sure you pick the right manufacturer, but also don't be in a rush to get the product. Cause what I found out is your customers will be waiting whenever you're ready. You know, just because you don't have it in October, when you do have it in December, they'll be ready to buy. It's, it's okay. You know, they're, they're going to be waiting for you. So we put our own stresses on ourselves wanting to rush something. And then, like I said, then you get it back. You can't sell it anyway. So now nobody can get it. And now you're out right. of money, you know? Right. So, right. Um, so definitely that do not rush the process. Please take your time. I know from personal experience and also pick the right manufacturer. Another one is don't get too caught up in, I mean, money, money is a big, I mean, you need money to move forward, but I feel like there are things out there that can help you, you know, especially recently PayPal now has a thing where you can borrow money and you pay them back gradually as you have sales. Mm -hmm. Shopify does that as well. Stripe, uh, QuickBooks, like there's a lot of things out there now that are helping people be able to get funding. Still, maybe not as much as you would like, but it's something to help you. Don't be so desperate that you get yourself in these situations where you borrow money from something where the interest was crazy, you know, and now you're struggling to pay it back. It's not worth it or whatever. You know, just make very smart, strategic moves and choices. Like when I first started my business, I, I knew I had a certain amount of money. So I had to be very strategic. I personally like to dress sexy. You know, I, I might like to show a little more skin than some people, but I knew that wouldn't necessarily sell what I, like how I needed to sell. So I'm like, let me create these dress pants, you know, where that everybody can wear. And once I can sell enough dress pants, then maybe I can introduce one of these outfits that, I want to introduce, but so, you know, making strategic moves, don't be too hard on, you know, trying to find this big lump sum. Cause a lot of times if you don't have the proof or the history to back that, you're not going to find this big lump sum that you want. So those are some of the main things that come to mind in the fashion industry. Just do not rush the process, please, because you don't want to be crying like I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those words of wisdom. And you actually answered my next question also uh, when you were sharing a little bit about how um, FinTech, some of the uh, Stripe and PayPal have helped with the financing of businesses. Um, because my next question actually was about, you know, technological advances and the pandemic. How do you see fashion designing evolving? So um, you already answered this, but is there anything else you may want to add as it relates to technology or how the world has changed because of the pandemic and fashion design? Man, I'm going to say for real, 
the biggest jump that happened in my business was during the pandemic. And for a lot of industries, they could not say that. For a lot of industries, the pandemic was the worst thing that could have ever happened. For me, it was beneficial. People were at home on their phones, looking at TikTok, trying to make TikToks and change clothes and trying to, you know, take pictures for the gram and whatever. And I was a fashion industry or I'm a fashion company for tall women. So a lot of tall women were just online shopping. So for me, the whole technological space and the whole push on video content, reels and TikToks and stuff has been very beneficial because if you're trying to change up your outfits and snap your fingers and now you're in another outfit and you know, all that stuff, you need clothes and you need clothes that look good. There's only so many tall women's fashion clothing lines out there. And I'm going to even go further to say, depending on the look you're going for, you're even more limited on where you can shop if you're trying to be super dressy or feel like you're looking sexy or whatever. So for fashion lines or clothing lines, I'm going to say technology is a big benefit. Everybody's trying to have this image, you know. They're trying to uphold this image to where whatever they're trying to look like. They're trying to look like they got money. They're trying to look like they're whatever. You know, you can find the clothes to create that look you want. So depending on the type of brand you have, and if you're able to get the name out there and market it to people, I mean, you're doing pretty good for yourself. Like you'll have the customers who want to buy from you for the looks they need. And as you said, I already talked about how these different various companies are providing money to people. It's out there. They're making it easier. Just also be careful with the interest rates and percentage that they're taking out. So. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Uh, This conversation has gone so well. Um, Your journey has been inspirational and you've even shared so many words of wisdom um, to help out somebody who is considering going into it. Uh, my, my, uh, what's the right word? Convictions. My convictions were right. When I first thought of the show, I knew I wanted you to have you on and you've been an amazing guest. So thank you for sharing so much. Before we go, I always like to ask one question to my guests, um, just so the audience can learn a little bit about who they are and, uh, what they like and their interests. So I have a question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to see what this is. (laughs) All right. So uh, you are an A&R at a music company, and they've given you an unlimited budget where you can get any three artists onto a song. And this can be dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Which three artists are you going to select for your song? Okay. So one definitely has to be Rihanna. Okay. I mean, she's been, first of she's always been one of my faves. So I'm going to just say that. But she's been out of the game for a little minute. She's been doing her Fenty and her makeup. So, you know, it's all cool. But um, I'm a, definitely Rihanna. That's, that's better time. Wow, that's better time see. spent. Yeah, there's more Janet Jackson. Things I hear than London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Janet Jackson. 
I love <laughs> Janet Jackson. Uh, let's see. And I don't know if this will even match. But maybe. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I know. I was, I was going to say Michael Jackson. Only just because I really like Michael. But I don't know how Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Rihanna going to go. But I honestly would prefer to see them <laughs> that, more than anybody current. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, that's, that's the beauty what of the question. Is, that's, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of the question. Because uh, you don't know when they get in the studio and they start creating and they're bouncing ideas off each other and writing lyrics down. You don't know how that's going to go. But that would be uh, a great trio of people to get into the studio. And who would you get to produce it? Is there a certain beat maker? that you would like to actually do this song? Oh man, see, I'm, I'm not that familiar with a bunch of producers, but okay. just from the ones that I know, maybe, see, see, again, I don't know how this would mesh. I'm thinking, Jermaine Dupree? Hello, maybe? hey, the man's made hits. <laughs> he's made hits, so-so death, so-so death has made hits, I mean. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe. Yeah. That makes. I, I think. <laughs> oh no! Hold on, Jermaine Dupri and Janet used to back? date. They used to date. They hurt him and Janet. Uh, so she that's probably where the best music is created, though. You think so? she wouldn't? She, you're right. She wouldn't. But that's <laughs> where the best music is created. When there's emotional, uh, especially when it's like negative emotions, and they get in the studio together. I mean, I think it'll work well. But who? I guess if you had to switch it out, who would you pick then? Because she doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Teddy? Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Teddy awesome. Riley. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Stephanie, thank you again for coming on the show. Before we go, where can uh, everybody learn more about Chrissy Duck? And has um, have you all created a website or anything yet for the balloon business? If so, feel free to share that as well. Okay. So for Prissy Duck, you can find me on Instagram or find Prissy Duck on Instagram at Prissy Duck Designs, spelled all out like normal, normal words, no Z's or anything. Facebook is just Prissy Duck. And our website is www.prissyduck.com. The balloon business, we do not have a website yet. We're working on it now, but we did just register the business and we've gotten multiple you know a good amount of our inventory in so we're working on it the name is called balloons be popping so be on the lookout for that we will definitely be promoting it and everything so we're excited so that's how you'll find us we'll have that on instagram soon too so. awesome i hope you turn that into a six-figure business also and then Prissy Duck goes to seven figure and we'll oh see my you. goodness what is, what is that big gala that's in new york every year i'm having a break you're not talking about Met Gala. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Met. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, I need to be on that red carpet. We'll manifest. We'll manifest Prissy Duck being at the Met. Or something. Let's make it happen. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know what outfit I'm gonna wear, but it's gonna be something. <laughs> Bet. Well, thank you again. This has been a great show, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs>